If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert here on a Wednesday early evening with my illustrious co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you, Dr. Ravello? I'm doing well. How are you? I am I'm good. Yeah? I've had a very productive day. Ooh, what have you done? Not much. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been, it feels it's been, like it was I productive. I've got a lot done. I, I felt like it was a, a good one, but you know, just it was it was cool. Like things flowed. Saw some post ops. Got uh, ready. I got some surgery on Friday. That's some pretty big stuff. So things are good. Good. Yeah, I like the days when I call it my admin days when I don't see patients or I don't see a lot of patients or I'm not operating and just getting the stuff done that needs to happen, the behind the scenes stuff feels so good. There's so much. So much. If people had any idea how much stuff, stuff. has to get done before you get to the operating room, it is... It's nuts. Yeah, and it, and a lot of it's from the surgeons and the doctors. Like, yes, there's a team helping, but like the late nights that we spend here after everyone's gone home is us getting the patients ready. Like, it's not anyone else doing it. No, that's true. It's us. I think patients would like to believe that like at the end of the day, they put us into a box <laughs> and shut off the switch. And then in the morning, we're taken out and we go back to doing doctor things. Sounds nice. It sounds like I'd be getting a lot more sleep if that was the case. <laughs> but like we have kids, so that doesn't happen. No. And we have things we have to do and we have to drive here and take out the garbage and buy groceries. Like there's like stuff that has to get done in our lives other than the fact that we do all the surgery, which is true. Very, very lucky. I feel I'm very grateful for what I do. I love Agreed. what I do. A thousand percent. I, it's it's very much my thing. It's my jam. Good. Well, what are we talking about today, doctor? We're going to talk about reviews. Yes. Because reviews are important. It's how people select everything. By the way, every, <laughs> like not just like if you go on Amazon, like I want to buy this new like, you know, dustbuster. <laughs> whatever. You know, this, this new who knows, jump rope. Like they're going to read oh, I've read the reviews. This one's really great. Like it's a jump rope. <laughs> Like, who's writing... Like, I can tell you right now that I didn't write a review on a jump rope. <laughs> I might have written a review on, like, some restaurant, but I probably wrote it on one I didn't like. Yeah, that's the thing with reviews. 
And we're going to kind of get into that. And this is sort of basic common sense knowledge that I think most people understand about reviews, but we'll put it in a plastic surgery context. And I remember when I was coming up uh, through training, actually, reviews were definitely prevalent, but they were still sort of new. The idea that you could review a doctor was sort of a new concept. We were familiar with the idea of reviewing a restaurant, of reviewing a place of business or a product, but the idea of reviewing a doctor was sort of new still. And there was a lot of sort of bad feeling about it for many reasons, but one of them was the the patient-doctor relationship has sort of this, in our minds, sacred, confidential relationship. And to have one party in that relationship going out there and saying things, and as a doctor respecting confidentiality, you can't really respond. Not to mention that very few people understand exactly what happens in medicine. So in order for them to review it, it's kind of like, but do you really know what you're reviewing as opposed to a restaurant you can be like well I don't like the food or the waiter was mean to me and that might all be true but to say you got bad medical care when you don't quite understand the basics of medical care it it just made people very skeptical of how these reviews were going to pan out right and that's why my (laughs) this is why when people say well how do you find a doctor I always say you should get a uh, a referral from another patient doctor or doctor yeah well i think from the doctors i think from the doctor for sure because doctors are experts yes. in in the world of medicine where where doctors hang out if you ask me to review a doctor's ability to take care of a plastic surgery patient i can review that because i am expert in that yeah i have expertise that allows me to evaluate the care delivered by another physician. And I could tell you whether a doctor is good or not. Yes, agreed. That's, that's a special power of doctors. But to have somebody sit in a waiting room for 45 minutes, get a consultation, and then not be able to afford surgery, and leave the office and give a one-star review, which affects... <laughs> The way the public sees the doctor, to me... That's not fair. Makes it... Well, I don't know if it's fair. Maybe it is fair. But I think if you're a consumer of medical care and you're looking for a plastic surgeon, to look at reviews written by non-experts is a skewed way to think about who you're, who you're signing up with or who you're going to see. So the fact that, you know, I have, you know, five-star reviews on... Google and some on Yelp and not that many of them should make people go like, well, you know, maybe this guy doesn't spend a lot of time asking his patients for reviews, which I don't. I do ask if patients are happy now because, you know, all my marketing people are like, you got to get more reviews. You got to get more reviews. You need reviews. How come you don't have so many reviews? I said, well, I don't pay my people. I said, "I, I know there was a guy and this is not even even close to an exaggeration, and you're going to go, that's total BS. This guy finished his residency. He went to practice in Tennessee. I remember it very specifically. Six months after he was in practice, he had 287 five-star reviews What for his care. He was in practice for six months. Six months. That means he would have had to have done like five surgeries a day. 
which doesn't happen out of training, let alone five-star reviews. Okay, I've been in practice <laughs> for 20 years this year. This is it. This is, this, is my, this is my 20th year in practice. I have been in practice for 20 years. I did residency for seven years. So since medical school, it's been 27 years. Graduated in 1994. I have... 40 reviews, 50 <laughs> reviews. Right. Over right. 27 years. years. Yet someone can finish their residency and six months into their practice have 287 five-star <laughs> reviews. Something smells fishy. You think? You think, yeah. I think. That guy hasn't seen 287 people. No. He, he so how does he, he do it? So 287 meals. So where do they come months. from? These reviews. They are paid for. They are bought. They are bought on programs. Mm. They are bought by services. They are purchased reviews. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. But the consumer doesn't know. But this. The con- there's a lot that the consumer doesn't know the savvy about. Consumer does. The review system. Yeah, the review system is totally game. It's very, very flawed. And I will start on my little soapbox because I know I said I wouldn't, but now I am. Do you want me to get the box? (laughs) Could you please? I'll I'll, I'll sit in the middle of the room. You can just stand up there and start yelling. Here's my soapbox. So of all the review platforms, I think everyone knows Yelp the best. What a lot of people who used Yelp to find restaurants, to find doctors, what have you, don't understand is that Yelp praise on the small business owner. And there's actually a documentary out there if you want to check it out that details this. But this is how they do it. You open a practice. They know that you started your practice. They start calling and they start offering you all these packages that you as a small business owner can buy into. And they start at $75 and go up to 500 or whatever a month. And in these packages, they don't really explain a whole lot about what they're going to do for you, but they definitely are tiered packages. And here's the thing. If you choose to not buy a package, they will continue to hound you. I can't tell you how many times on any given office day, my front desk will get a phone call. Then my cell phone will get a phone call. Then I will get an email all coming from Yelp within like a five minute span. And they'll do this relentlessly over and over. It's like they're creditors coming for you to get your money for I don't know, three, four months at a time. And then when they realize you're not biting, then they send your account over to some other person. So now you have to find a new number to screen because I learned to screen all of their numbers. Now you have a new number you have to learn to screen and your account gets bounced around to all these different people in the Yelp service. It's taken a little while, but I think I've finally fallen off their radar until now, clearly. (laughs) Now I'm going to be back on their radar. They they won't even, they don't, we're we're way too small. We're small, but we're not because here's the thing. They don't do this to bigger businesses. They're not doing this to the Best Buys and to the Home Depots. They are preying on the small businesses because they know that for small businesses, reviews matter. They really matter. And so what does purchasing a service through Yelp get you? Much better reviews. Much better reviews. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many reviews I have sort of just sitting in a queue in Yelp that aren't being posted because they're not verified Yelp reviewers. I'm like, I did surgery on that patient and she has told you that she was my patient. Well, they're, they're like, not. Well. it's not that they're verified. I think they call it 
recommended reviews. No, no. They're, they aren't even posted because they say that they don't know who that person is and they can't verify them. I'm like, they have an account and they left a, a good review, but they've kept a lot of reviews just sort of hidden in the queue. Yeah. Now, if I was paying for their service, would those be shown? I don't know. Do an experiment. Pay them. I could. But I just can't give in to their gangster ways. Well, I just it is gangster. cannot. It is. It's very gangster because that, I mean, I, when they first started, they were way more gangster. Now they've like got some decorum about it. Like before what they did for me, and I remember the year it was 2007, they, uh, they called me and they said, hey, what are you going to do about this one star review? I was like, what one star review? And they said, go look. And there was a one star review on my Yelp. I was like, I didn't even know about Yelp, really. Like, yeah. it, was like not, it wasn't like a thing then. Right. They're like, well, if you want to get rid of that, you, you can pay us 5000 a month. I was like, what do you mean? I can get rid of it? Like for 5000 Yeah, like if you have $5,000, then our, our algorithm changes a little bit and can, we'll figure out whether this is a good person or not. Exactly. Because we're not even sure that that's a real review. I was mm-hmm. like, you're not sure it's not a real review? I said, I just read it. It's not a real review. So why do I even care? They said, well, you don't want a lot of those one-star reviews up there. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, um, can I have your name, please? You know, and of course, uh, you, like anybody who knows me knows that I'm like out for social justice. And I was like, I'll need your name and I'll need your supervisor if I can talk to them, talk to them because I have I have some things I need to do here. And they're like, well, you don't need that. I was like, no, I, mm, I really I do. do. I said, I think I think I want to pay the 5000 mm. They're like, oh, you do? I said, yeah, so I'm going to need to speak to your supervisor to do that. Oh, no problem, Dr. Calvert. Hang on a second. Then I get the supervisor because I said I want to pay. I get the supervisor on there. I go, listen. I said, I know you put up the review. I know that's not a patient. I said, you need to take it down because I'm in Beverly Hills. And if you guys want to make any money here, you need to, you need to treat me right because otherwise there's going to be a problem. This is a, big, this is a very small area of the country. And we, none of us will pay. I said, go to the next one. Get them. But you need to take me off your radar screen. And he's like, no problem, Dr. Calvert. And he did. And that was it. And the one star went away. And the one star went away that day. Weird. It was strange how that happened. Weird. Yeah, they have this thing they call the algorithm. And so anytime you call to be like, hey, this patient left a review and it's bogus and I didn't say that and this and that, they're like, oh, yeah, well, the algorithm. And so all of a sudden, if you're not paying them, all these like lower star reviews get boosted to the top. But all of a sudden, the algorithm will change if you start slipping them some money. Yeah, you do. If you pay them. And there's a thing called the Yelp Elite, which uh, I've had a few offers uh, to bring the Yelp Elite into the office. And what you do there is, you, you know, they send over 12 reviewers who are their elite reviewers. In other words, they review everything, yeah. but they, they want free stuff. And mm-hmm. so you give them all the free stuff that you can, and they're going to write you amazing reviews. And like, what? I think the one offer that I had was like 25 grand or something like that. And, and it's, it's That's probably literally helpful. paying for a review. Yeah, it's paying. But well, they're sending people. Yeah. So they're getting the services. Yeah. You know, they'll probably write honest reviews. I mean, you're going to do a good job, obviously, for the Yelp elite. So I think it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I I don't have a problem with what Yelp does. I just tell people not to put too much stock into it because right. you know if you look at my like my filtered reviews, like there's a, a, a ton of five star reviews by my actual patients. Like they put their freaking names up there, yeah. and they're like, oh, we don't know who this is. We can't have this review. <laughs> so it's like whatever. I mean, Yelp's their own thing, and I don't really have a a beef with them. I just think that the people who are trying to choose doctor care should really kind of step back for a second and say, like, does this make sense that I'm asking patients who, you know, like in 27 years, I've probably treated 
15,000 patients, maybe 20,000 patients and operated on no less than 10,000 of them, right? Right. No less than, yeah. maybe maybe more. Probably more. Probably more. So if there are four one-star reviews on, El- on Yelp. <laughs> it's pretty good. You can do the math, right? <laughs> but, but you can't because they only let 50 reviews through. So there are four one-star reviews that, from the people that aren't happy. And somehow by the grace of God, some other you know, five-star reviews were allowed through. <laughs> beat the algorithm. To, were, were, they beat the algorithm and made it to my account while all the other ones got filtered and deleted, which many have. So, but the, the average consumer doesn't do that math. Well, because why would you wouldn't know? Like, and how would you know? Or why would you know? Right. So that's enough about Yelp, because I I think you were right about Google when we were talking before. I do like Google reviews. Google reviews are a little bit better because they just leave it up there. And like, if somebody didn't like, if it's fake, like they don't give a crap. It's like these are fake. These are real. Who knows? Like, and yeah, that leaves the user to kind of say like. Oh, that seems like BS. Yeah. That doesn't seem real. Or this one, oh, the patient posted photos. Well, that one's real. You know, that looks like a patient yeah. actually was here. You know, like they, it, it's they, hard. they filter a little bit. Like if they think that like it's a fake account or something like that, they'll they'll filter a little bit, but not to the degree that Yelp is. There's no fancy algorithm about which ones get boosted and which ones don't. Like you leave a review and you have a verified Google account, like they'll yeah. they'll put it up there. And I've never once gotten a phone call from Google asking me for money. Yeah. Like they don't pay for their services so in that regard i think google has a little bit more uh, trustworthy in terms of what gets shown to the consumer but again aside from the business practices and the gangster you know techniques that these services have when you're looking at the reviews the ones that make it up there you kind of have to know how to read them and it's a little bit different for medicine than it is for you know other services again going back to the fact that this is medicine, and no patient is the same. Every patient's underlying health conditions, other medical problems, complications that can't be foreseen because it's medicine, which is an inexact science, all of these come into play when treating a patient. So if you see that one-star review on there that's like, oh, I had the worst outcome, and my incision opened up, and I was filled with infection, and la 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 well, maybe you were a diabetic. Maybe you were overweight. Maybe you had other things going on that made you a higher risk for all of these complications. And so you got to take these reviews with a grain of salt because medicine is not like any other service that you can review. There's a lot behind the scenes that affect outcomes. So Well, and, and body dysmorphia kinda, is a big issue. Oh, yeah. But, well, then there's, oh, we that's should do a whole definitely unique podcast to on the that. plastic surgery <laughs> patient system. <laughs> so in my primary rhinoplasty patient population, body dysmorphia is pretty rare in my, in my primaries. Now my secondary, my revision rhinoplasty patients, it's more prevalent. I send a lot of people out from secondary rhinoplasty consultation saying I can't operate on you because I know that they have body dysmorphic uh, dysmorphia, which, which is BDD, body uh, dysmorphic Disorder, disorder. which is basically when someone uh, perseverates or obsesses over aspects of their appearance, which to them are abhorrent and look terrible, but to the average person looks fine. Yeah, or or they're minimal. Or they're minimal. Let's be fair. Plastic surgery is based on enhancing appearances. That's what we do. But you have to have some concept of reality and what's reasonable and what's excessive. Right. And like most recently, I had a one-star review from a patient that I did a revision on, uh, revision rhinoplasty. And the outcome is 
really spectacular. They're like, <laughs> she's beautiful. One star review. Uh, all these. I'm not going to even say the details because it'll identify who it is. But like, details, details, details. But in reality, like her outcome's incredible. You know, and she did have a little nostril asymmetry after. And I always say, like, look, every revision rhinoplasty is going to have something that you could make better, that you could do differently. Every, That's the every nature. single one. Every revision rhinoplasty. Yeah. Every nose has something that could be made better. Like, every single plastic surgery operation could have a scar that's better. Could yeah. have something better. It could yeah. have more balance. It could always be better. You know, as good as a Bentley is, like, there's something they could do to the Bentley to make it better. So, no matter what, every operation is going to have small defects and small issues. And this patient had small defects and small issues. And I said, well, you know, if you really want to fix it, I could put a little rim graft in there and fix the, the nostril thing you're talking about. I mean, the, the level of, like, just abuse that I took from this patient was like, it was like insane. And it's like, oh, by the way, didn't you look beautiful. Like, the, yeah, like you look great. If I ask 100 women on the, on the street, like, would they kill their friend to look like you? Probably 99 of them say, sure, <laughs> definitely. I said, you know, that's pretty good. Like, that's good. You look amazing. But uh, not good enough for her. So, you know, one-star review. And interestingly, I've used that review to talk to patients about, like, you know, understanding body dysmorphia and what they're it's, – it's been very helpful. And three patients, like, have found it to be useful to be like, but that's not anything. I was like, I know, but I'm checking to see if you're <laughs> this patient because – I, I wouldn't yeah. operate on this person again, even yeah. as I told it's them that at the time. your screening tool. It is. It's <laughs> like, it's like if, if you have body dysmorphic disorder, I don't want to operate on you because I, I'll, you'll never be happy. And why should I be in the way of making that happen? Yeah. Well, in any event, I think the main thing is to read those reviews with a certain uh, consideration of the source. Consider the source. I mean, I think most people do this when they're reading reviews anyways. The average sane person usually can filter out the ones that seem crazy because they are crazy. And, you know, you look for consistency. If, you know, there's always going to be people that are upset or don't like something, and that's fine. That's, I think, normal. Um, but if there's an obvious thread and people sort of saying the same thing consistently, whether it's good or bad, there might be something to that. There might be some merit. Um, but just read them, consider the source, um, see if you can figure out which ones are crazy and which ones are legit, and then get some referrals. Yeah. Go see the doctor and themselves and get, you know, just trust your, your gut if you have a good gut instinct. Right. If there are reviews that say that this guy's an axe murderer, but you go to the medical board site and like he has nothing on it, then like that's probably a crazy that's probably person. Like. That's a that's a nutbag. Right. You know, there are people that like to just, you know, they're just anarchists and like to write crazy stuff. They they sure yeah. do. You know, and they and they don't like Yelp and they want to make it less relevant. And that that is a thing. Hmm. You know, where people are, you know, they try to wreck the system that Yelp has in place by putting up you know junky reviews that are that just make the algorithm <laughs> wrong, you know? So the, uh, with, with Google, like I, I said, it's much less that because they just, if somebody puts a review, it stays there and you can decide like, this is crazy. This is real. This isn't real. Yeah. That's up to you to kind of read those reviews. But more than that, you know, consider how long, if you really want to figure out whether the plastic surgeon's any good, talk to his patients, talk to the other doctors that know him and they'll, they'll tell you. Yeah. You get a doctor referral to a plastic surgeon, I got news for you. That guy's betting his reputation on that doctor. You know, that doctor is betting the reputation on that plastic surgeon. Right. So that um, counts. And it, and it counts. And, and 
you know, this is a small community. We all sort of know each other and we oh, know yeah, we, we know who's good. We also really know who's not good. Like there's that is probably what we know best. So if you even have a question about a patient or I'm sorry, about a doctor, maybe ask one of your other doctors or something. And if they yeah. do one of those faces like mm, <laughs> like we know who is bogus like in this city and we know who's not. You know? <laughs> well, and Beverly Hills is a very small. Community. Yes, there are some bogus. There are some bogus. There are a lot of really good. And there are a lot that really good. That's the thing about Beverly Hills. And I always say this. I said, look. If people have been in practice here for 10, 12 years and you know, longer, and they've got lots of patients running around and you know they're on hospital uh, panels and they're doing and they're in local societies, yeah. like that, that's they're, a good they're, they're surgeon. I mean, that, there's a ton of those people there in Beverly are a Hills. Lot, and they're Tons. really good people and they're really good surgeons. Yeah, I mean, the LA Society and board-certified plastic surgeons, board-certified facial plastic surgeons, you look for people that have you know, standing in the community, yeah, credentials behind them, and and then they've been here for a while, and they've got you know they've got a good address, and you know their patients in the waiting room. Like those are all the things that you look for. Not you know? anymore, not with COVID. Well, that's true. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no, that's true. There's nobody in our waiting room, so don't go by that because we have like no people there. But that used to be the thing. Yeah. Like I mean, people used to look at the waiting room, but I, you know, and I've always never had lots of people because I like them to come in one at a time, and and I run a very different show that way. I, I don't like it to be. A zoo. I don't like it to be a zoo. No, you me know, neither. we were talking to somebody today who's, um, whose office is just like packed, like it's just you know one after the other, and like he doesn't even see the patients until they see the consultants, and there's three consultants checking all the patients in and seeing them and deciding what operations machine, they need. Yeah. And it's a machine. It's just. And it's just operation after operation after operation. You know, like I'm such an artist. Like I can't do that. I, I wish I could. I, I call it the boutique experience. I just, yeah. Well, I just can't. <laughs> it but, is. But you come in and you get an individualized approach and you get a little one at a time. warm and fuzzy talk. And yeah. I don't I know how you. warm and fuzzy I am, but I, you, I know you are. But I, 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 I really spend a lot of time like looking at things and I, you know, I sit and I'm patient and I have to kind of make sure it's going to be what I want it to be and what they want it to be. And that, that all matches up and it takes time. I can't crank through stuff. It's a style approach. Yeah. Teach their own. No. Anyway, so read the reviews carefully. They're, yes. They are not the, the ultimate way of choosing a surgeon. <laughs> Agreed. Well, on that note, this is the Beverly Hills plastic surgery podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive, in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. 
It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery, but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some... If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Aesthetic to Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. 